Close to one of us gets a headache, we all take a Tylenol. Amen. Unless you're like me, you don't like to take medicine no more. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Bear uh, the, the pharmaceutical companies. I don't trust none of them. Somebody <laughs> help me now. Amen. They should have kept their mouth shut. Yeah. We'd have took their medicine if they'd have kept their mouth shut. Yeah. Well, anyway, are you are y'all right? Yeah. Look at your Bible. Look at your watch. Now look back at your Bible and forget about your watch. Amen. Just a minute. I got four things I want to show you in chapters 12 and 13. Don't, don't get nervous. My family get, will get nervous if I say I'm going to preach out of chapter 12 mm. and chapter 13. Because they know how it takes me all day to preach one verse. Yeah. But I want to show you some highlights in these two chapters and preach. And I, you'll see it when I begin to read my text. You'll see, you'll see the thought and the idea. And this is what's on my heart to get this revival started. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, to get to get this revival meeting started. Right. I don't I don't have to get revival started. Right. I'm just saying it's already started. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. I'm not asking God to get in on something I'm doing. Yep. I'm asking God to get us in on something He's doing. Amen. Amen. Whatever it is He wants to do, fine with me. Yes. Yeah. If He wants this thing to be a shouting. Meeting, we'll shout. I right. like to shout. Yeah. I like goosebumps. I like goosebumps when they get so big, a piglet can suck on them. Yeah. Hey, man. I like feeling good. Don't make me feel bad about feeling good. Right. I'm not charismatic. I'm That's right. Hey, man. man. Baptist was acting like this long before the circus. You got that right. Hey, man. Hey, man. And that's another reason why they're flocking to the contemporary churches, because our fundamental churches are dead as a wedge. Tell it. Dead as a hammer. Yes. Listening to a very well-known preacher just yesterday, got mad about it, turned him off, and turned Alex Jones on. You know something's bad wrong when you turn a preacher off to listen to Alex Jones. Amen. <laughs> well, you don't know who Alex Jones is, that would be really funny. <laughs> I was listening to this very, 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 very well-known preacher who made a statement about going to a certain camp where they shouted, and he said, I don't like that. I don't think he should be. He said the preacher jumped up on the, on the piano and started shouting. He said, he ought not do that. It's his piano. If he wants to jump on, he can. Yeah. Tell me somebody. Hey, man. And uh, said, I don't want you shouting while I'm preaching. I, I don't mind if you shout while Tell I'm preaching. Amen. Amen. Do what you do. Yes. Yes. And uh, I turned him off because I, I believe in shouting. Amen. And if, it, if it needs to be a shouting meeting, that's fine with me. Is that all right with you? Yeah. Amen. If it needs to be a silent meeting where none of us say anything. Yes, sir. Anything. At any time. That's yeah. fine with me too. Yes. Some folks know how to shout, but they don't know how to sit there and be quiet. Right. Oh, help me, Jesus. Did That's right. That knee jerk That's that right. I just did right there. That's right. To sit there being quiet. That's right. Tell me somebody. Yeah. I'm neither charismatic nor Catholic. Hey, Amen. Tell me somebody. Yeah. You've never seen me swinging an incense pot. Can Come I on. Witness? Hey, man. You ain't going to see me rubbing beads and lighting candles and, and sucking on crackers and slipping in the side box and some father pedophile. Amen. I think it's, it'd be just fine if God was the cause. Here's what the Bible said. Be still and yeah. know that I am God. Yes. Amen. Amen. You can about tell somebody's under conviction when you get in them silent. You service. got that right. You can't tell somebody when you get in the shouting service because we can all pretend. 
Yep. Although it does sound a little off key for those yep. who are faithful. That's right. That's exactly right. We can tell. You can holler amen. It's off key. Amen. Set it with an H. We still tell. It's off key. I like it. Amen. Amen. A little off key. Yep. Yep. When you're faithful. Yep. Amen. Amen. You sit there and be silent and be still. You can tell who's under conviction. Oh, yeah. That's how come children can't be still. They're all under conviction. Yeah. Look at them. Amen. Last time I was here, all y'all ladies were pregnant. Now you all got that. Yeah. Well, I guess that's the normal course of events. Isn't it? Yes, sir. Praise the Lord. Thank God for that. That's the heritage of God. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, if the Lord wants us to be a missions meeting, wouldn't yeah. that be good? Yeah. If God would call us all to go. Yeah. And the first two letters of the word gospel is go. Right. Go. Hallelujah. You can't. I don't think you can get a good dose of the gospel without wanting to go. That's I right. I remember the first thing that happened to me when I got saved. Wanted I called go. my mom and told her. I wanted everybody to know I got saved. Yeah. I told everybody I worked with I got saved. Yeah. I, just, I used to go down to the hospital, the little town I lived in, and, and get on the elevator just so I could ask if anybody wanted to go up with me. There was only two floors. Of course they were going up. Huh? Mm -hmm. But I want to know, did they want to go up to heaven? Mm -hmm. They would generally take the stairs, but still, I wanted to tell them about something. I believe the gospel will give you a, give you a good dose of go. Yes. Amen. 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 I don't know what God's got in mind this week. And I'm okay with whatever, preacher. I'm okay with whatever whatever God does. A preacher may need to preach all week. No. Amen. That's fine with me. I'll leave singing and play piano. <laughs> I don't have to play piano. And I can't sing, but I'll do whatever he tells me. Yeah. I believe in pastoral authority. Yes, sir. Look at, look at your Bible, please. In Genesis chapter number 12. And I want to begin in verse number 6. I want to read... A few verses, skip down a few verses, just stay with me, uh, and, and let's look at this these passages together. Let's pray before we read our text verses. Father, thank you for your word. Help him, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for the gathering together Help us, Lord. of the people of God. Lord, this is a supernatural event, and uh, Lord, we are carnal, sold under sin. And so I pray that you'll remove any distraction yes. and hindrances that we carry with us. I pray that you would guide us and guard us. I pray you would take us by the hand and walk us through the pages oh, yes. of your Bible. I pray that you would tell us things that you intend for us to know. And Lord, I pray that you would show us things that you want us to see. And we'll be careful to give you glory for it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look at your Bible in Genesis chapter number 12 and verse number 6. And Abram passed through the land under the place under the place of Sychem, unto the plain of Morah, and the Canaanite was then in the land. And the Lord appeared unto Abram and said, Unto thy seed will I give this land. And there builded he an altar unto the Lord who appeared unto him. And removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, and pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west, and Hai on the east. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord, and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed, going on still toward the south. Stop reading right there with me in verse number 9, and jump down to verse number 13. Look in chapter 13. Excuse me, chapter 13 and verse number 1. And Abram went up out of Egypt, he and his wife and all that he had, 
and lot with him into the south. And Abram was very rich in cattle, in silver, and in gold. And he went on his journeys from the south, even to Bethel, unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning, between Bethel and Hai, unto the place of the altar, which he made there, which he had made there at the first. And there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Jump down into chapter 13 with me and look at verse number 14. And the Lord said unto Abram, after that lot was separated from him, Lift up now thine eyes, and look from the place where thou art northward, and southward, and eastward, and westward. Yep. For all the land which thou seest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed forever. And I will make of thee, excuse me, I will make thy seed as the dust of the earth. So that if a man can number the dust of the earth, then shall thy seed also be numbered. Arise, walk through the land in the length of it and in the breadth of it, for I will give it unto thee. Then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre, which is in Hebron, and built there an altar unto the Lord. I'm going to stop reading right there in verse number 18 of chapter 13. Did you notice the verses that we read? Yes. Let's read them one more time in succession. Verse number 7, he says in the, at the bottom of the verse, and builded he an altar right. unto the Lord. Look down at the bottom of verse number 8. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord. Look at verse chapter 13 and verse number 4. Unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. Look in chapter 13 and verse number 18. Which is in Hebron and built there an altar unto the Lord. Right. Do you notice the what, what Abraham's doing? Yeah. Everywhere he goes, he builds an altar unto the Lord. Right. He built this altar everywhere he goes. It seems like, with the exception of maybe one or two places, Abraham was an altar builder. He was an altar builder and a well digger. But listen, this man Abram, in his journey, on his way to the will of God, and by the way, in just chapter 12, just in 20 verses, he started out out of the will of God, right. got in the will of God, got right back out of the will of God, and then got right back in the will of right. God. Hey, right. you may not have any confidence in somebody like that, but I'll tell you what God said about him. Tell he it. said that is the friend of God. Hey. Tell me somebody. Hey, man. He off to a real slow start. You look at chapter 12 and verse number 4. It said it was 75 years before he left Hebron. Before he left Hebron. That this man got off to a slow start. Right. And he made some blunders along the way. Right. He, made some, he had some failures and some mistakes. Now, if all you read of the life of Abraham is what the narrative reads in the New Testament, what I mean by that is just what Stephen preached about him in Acts chapter number 7. Or what Paul wrote about him in Romans chapter number 4. Tell or what, or what the Hebrew writer said about him in Hebrews chapter 11. Or what James said about him in the book of James. You'd find, you'd find that there are no, there are no issues. There are no, there are no hang-ups. There are no problems. There are no, there are no failures. No, no mentions of his fears in the New Testament narrative. And here's why. When you get on the right side of Calvary, all your sins are gone. Right. Amen. All your faults and all your failures. It don't matter what you did. It don't matter who you did it with. Tell it, preacher. 
friend. He can help me somebody. Yes. You can't afford that. You can't watch a service and give everything that you would have gotten had you been there on the assembly. That's exactly right. And if the assembly is not assembling, then it's not an assembly. Help me somebody. And the church is an assembly. And it's God's will for the church to assemble. And if that's exactly what this thing is, it's a spiritual thing. It's an eternal thing. It's God's will. Church. Hallelujah. Amen. Have you noticed how churches lay out? Yeah. Has anybody noticed it? Now I'm from Alabama and I'm impressed by some of y'all's facilities. Have you been to the restroom? Amen. Running water. Praise God, y'all. Yeah. Electric lights. Turn the switch. Can I yeah. get a witness? Yeah. Amen. And you know what's there for your convenience? Right. God forbid, preacher. But if any time during the course of the service you need to go, they're there for you. Yeah. Somebody say amen. Amen. Now, my mama taught me I was allowed to go to the bathroom twice at church. Once before the service got started and once after it was over. Amen. Thank you, somebody. Well, anyhow, Go ahead. just in case, God forbid, but in the case of an emergency, we'd rather you do that. Can I get a witness? Amen. Help me somebody. Didn't anybody notice that the parking lot was paved? Yeah. Help me, y'all. I need the facility. Didn't anybody notice that the air conditioning is old in the house yeah. of God? Can I get a witness out there? Yeah. Oh, you want to talk about being old time to turn the lights out, turn the AC off? Right. Come on, somebody. Right. I modern technology. And you know what we did that for you? We did that for your comfort and for your your uh, your accessibility. Did you notice that the pews upon which you're sitting are, are padded? Right. Foam padded. And there's comfortable. There's so comfortable that Mike Lindell himself couldn't have made a better pew more comfortable. Can I get a witness? How did that for you? Yeah. Did you notice any? Has anybody noticed that the most accessible article of furniture at the house of God? Help me, help me, help me right here. Now listen, all of you can't go to the bathroom at one time. Right. Help me somebody. Right. But, but listen, if everybody in this place wanted to get up and come to the altar, Right. Plenty of room in the altar. Amen. The most accessible, the most available article of furniture in the house of God is the altar. Amen. These are not stairs going up to the stage. This ain't even a stage. Right. That's right. And that's an altar. It's a place where you can come talk to God. It's a place where you can come offer something to God. A place where God talks to you. Hallelujah for the altar. Amen. Now, I may not need to preach this here. Some of y'all probably know how to do it, but I just in case I will preach on. When is a good time to go to the altar? Tell it. You may not need discernment, but somebody might. So yes. Bear with me. Tell it. When is a good time to go to the altar? Let me preface what I'm about to say to you by saying this. Anytime is a good time to go to the altar. I don't know, but I can go out on them right here and say to you that if it was a weekday, what are you in a church tonight? You was called to That's right. You wasn't called to God. How many people meet you down here? Help me. Amen. Make a habit of that, buddy. We give you a key. Right. So you can let yourself in. So I said, I'm pretty good at home. I know you can pray at home, but God, and you ought to pray at home. And you ought to pray. You ought to pray on the job. You ought to pray in the car. You ought to pray going down the road. But there ought to be some times. There ought to be some special times. There ought to be some specific times. Oh, yes. When you on purpose make a trip to the altar in order to talk to God. Amen. Just so you know when those times are, I want to go through these situations with Abraham. There are four of them. Four trips he made to the altar. Number one, when's a good time to go to the altar? 
Look at your Bible at verse number 7. Verse number 6, Abram passed through the land and played a place of Sychem and the plain of Morah. The Canaanite was then of the land. Verse number 7, and the Lord appeared unto Abram. Now he just got in God's will. Right. Did you hear what I said? He just got in the will of God. And God showed up. Just got in God's will and God showed up and God spoke to him. When you get in God's will, honey, hear me real good right here. When you get in God's, when you get in the place that God wants you to be, God is liable to show up and speak to your heart. Amen. Verse number seven, no sooner did he get in God's will, God showed up and appeared unto Abram and said unto thy seed. Will I give this land? And there builded he an altar unto the Lord. What's the first thing old Abraham prayed about? Well, let's look at our Bibles. Verse number seven. Unto thy seed mm -hmm. will I give this land. Would you just take a slight left with me back to chapter 11? Just look at chapter 11. Just look at chapter 11 and verse number 30. But Sarai, by the way, that's Sarah. Mm -hmm. That's Abraham's wife. Chapter 11 and verse number 30 says, But Sarai was barren. She had no child. Yeah. Now, now let's read our text verse again. Look at chapter 12 and verse number 7. And the Lord appeared unto Abraham and said, Unto thy seed mm -hmm. will I give this land. You don't know what Abraham prayed about? We've got a problem. Yeah. There seems to be a contradiction well, between what God says and, what, is, and yeah. what is actually happening right. in his family. Right. Come here, somebody. Do you know what the first thing Abraham's praying about? Do you know when a good time to go to the altar is? Number one, when there's a problem right. concerning your family. Tell it, Things preacher. are not like they're supposed to be. Tell it, preacher. It was not God's will for things to be working out the way things were working out in Abraham's life. Or in other words, I said like this. What God said it was going to be was not exactly what it actually was. Right. Can I get a witness? Yes. When things have not worked out the way you thought they would work out. When things have not operated the way you know God wants them to operate, what are you going to do about it? Right. Not long ago, I was preaching. I wasn't preaching this particular uh, thought, but I made the statement that, that God had instituted two things. Mm -hmm. One is a picture of the other. One strengthens the other. One is the family, right, and the other is the church, right. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Man, yeah. And they're both under attack. Amen. And I made that statement and went on preaching whatever it was. I was man met me after the service, wanted to come talk to me. He said he had a problem. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm accustomed to that these days. Yeah. Everybody gets a problem. I'm so gun shy. When somebody gets up and leaves, they walk out. I think they're mad. No? Okay, I'm, just, I'm messing with you, brother. I'm messing. I'm just, he came back. That's why I know he wasn't there. He came back. And, uh, I mean, I, I, this man came to me and said, I've got a problem with your preaching. Well. I said, well, let's hear it then. Give it to me both barrels, honey. When I was a pastor, that would make me real nervous. Now that I'm an evangelist, it makes me real mad. 
Yeah. Oh, help me, Jesus. Yeah. And this man says to me, he says, you said it was God's will for the family to be uh, instituted. And I said, that's right. He said, well, how come God fouled it up so bad? Oh, my. I said, well, tell me what you mean. He said, my daddy died when I was, in a, when I was a boy. My daddy died in a car wreck when I was just a boy. When I needed him most, my daddy died. 61 years ago, by the way. I said, that sure is a long time to be holding a grudge against God. Yes. Tell me somebody. I sure said, what is. makes you think that was God's will? I said, I can show you back in the Garden of Eden where he put two trees in the garden. One of them was a tree of life. Eat that one and live forever. Right. The other one was a tree of knowledge of good and evil. Eat that one and die. Right. That's what man did. Help me somebody. Yep. I you. had to tell the Calvinist, but that wasn't God's will. He did not decree that from before the foundation exactly of the world. Right. Adam, I guess he knew. Yes, he knew. Bless your heart. He did know. He Four knew knowledge. the tree that man would eat from. But I'm going to tell you what God's will was. God's will for him to stay away from the tree of knowledge of good and evil and to eat the tree of good. Tree Amen. Of and live forever. It's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. He listen, God's will is to have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the right. It's not God's will for anybody to die and go to hell. Yep. People die and go to hell every day. That's not God's will. And it's not God's will for somebody to pay. Listen to me. That don't mean it was God's will because it happened like that. Right. Exactly. Oh, what are you going to do? I'll tell you what that old boy did. Developed a grudge against God yes, for 61 years. Wow. A bitter man for 61 years. You know what, you know what difficulties can do in your life? Yeah. They can either make you bitter well, they make you better. Right. And it really does depend on what you do with them. That's you right. You know what you need to do? I ain't gonna have you raise your hand. Tell it. I'm not even gonna have you raise your hand. Tell it. Nobody in here have to raise their hand if they be honest about it and say, preacher, I've had some problems in my family. Do you know what you ought to do with them problems in your family? You ought to bring them down to the altar. You ain't got to climb in a side box. Don't come tell me about it. I don't know what to do about mine, let alone yours. Tell it. Burn down the preacher about it. Honey, listen, if you didn't talk to him, he's there. But listen, I'll tell you who, who you didn't talk to. You need to bring your all. You need to bring your burden to the Lord. You need to come back to the Lord. Oh, yes. And spend some time with God. And tell God all about your problems in your family. You need to take that to the what this thing's for. Jesus said, my father's house shall be called a house of prayer to all people. And this is not a place for us to come and sing. Thank God for the singing. This is not a place for us to come and be singing. Thank God that we can see each other. Somebody say amen. This ain't a place to come and preach. And thank God for the preaching. This primary purpose of the facilities that you're sitting in was for you to have a quiet, comfortable place to come and pray. Amen. That's what's in order. It's to pray. That's the least thing we do. That's the least thing we do. But that's the most important thing to God. Amen. You know when a good time to come to the altar is? When there's a problem concerning your family. God said Abraham was going to have some seed. He didn't have no seed. We may talk a little bit more about that later. Look at the second trip he made to the altar. Look at verse number 8. And he removed from thence unto a mountain on the east of Bethel, pitched his tent, having Bethel on the west, and Hai on the east. And there he builded an altar unto the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. What saw Abraham praying about this time? Well, here's where he's at. He's between Bethel and Hai. He is literally at the crossroads of life. Yeah. He has pitched his tent at the entering end of a crossroads. 
He don't know which way to go. Help me somebody. Amen. It, this way will carry him to a place called Bethel. And this way will carry him to a place called Hai. Help me somebody. Oh, yeah. Now, I'd like to get into that in more details. But maybe I will later. You'll just have to stay tuned. Yeah. Amen. See how I did that? You got to do that from time to time. Amen. You know what I really want to preach to y'all? I'll preach to you tonight. Yeah. See how I did that? That's right. Yeah, you like that. Yes. I, I, that's just how it is. Yeah. Look at verse number eight. Pitched his tent, having Bethel on, on the mountain on the east, having Bethel on the west, and Hai on the east. You know what he's doing? He's got to make a decision. Right. He's in God's will, but he's still got to make a decision on which way to go. There is, hey, he is in a place where he has to make a left turn right. or a right turn. That's right. Amen. Well, I started, I was going to leave you hanging on this. But here, let me, give you, let me give you the weight of this decision. You think you can just make decisions willy-nilly based off of whatever decision, whatever you want, whatever advantageous situation. By the way, you can jump over in chapter 13. When there was a decision to be made between Abraham and Lot. Yep. And Lot lifted up his eyes. Yep. Under the well-watered plains of Sodom. Yep. Tell me somebody. Yep. You know all because it was a better place to raise cattle? Yep. He wanted to raise cattle more than he wanted to raise children. Right. Help somebody. He might have had a whole lot of cattle, but he lost his children. Yes. Right. Hey, you don't make decisions based off another 25 cent on the hour. Right. Help me somebody. You don't base decisions that will carry you out of the will of God off of a dollar more on the hour, make another dollar on the hour, a little bit more overtime, make a little bit more Make your life a little bit better, honey. Tell you it. Make decisions. You don't make decisions like that off of just willing to do it. I wouldn't base a decision off a dollar bill. Yes. I wouldn't make a decision off of a, off of a dollar bill. Amen. Oh, my. Can't do it. Bethel. He goes one way, goes to a place called Bethel. He goes the other way, goes to a place called Haggai. I wasn't even going to say this. I was going to save it for later. But y'all are acting so good, I'm going to go ahead and give it to you now. At Bethel, now you probably read your Bible a time or two. You know what that means. Yep. Bethel, that means the house of God. Yep. Yeah. House of God. Beth means house. El, God. Beth, the house of God. Jacob, his grandson, was there. Called it El Bethel, the God of the house of God. Yep. You go this direction, you'll wind up at the house of God. You go the other direction, you go to a place called Hai. You know what Hai means? It means a heap of ruin. Yep. You go to the house of God going that way, but if you go the other way, you'll go, you'll have you'll wind up in a heap of ruin. Hey, don't be surprised if you walk away from the house of God and your life turns into a heap of ruin. Those are the only two decisions you have in life. We're not just trying to scare you in the door of God. We're trying to warn you and let you know that if you take that other path, your life will become a heap of ruin. Yes. There's only two decisions in this text. You go to the house of God or you become a heap of ruin. And that is exactly what will happen when you make a wrong turn. Amen. You better pray about it. Yes. What was Abraham praying about? Number one, he was praying because there was a problem concerning his failure. Excuse me, his family. Number two, there was a path concerning his future. Yeah. He was literally at the crossroads of life, and he needed to find out which way to go. By the way, guess which way he went? Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody help me now. Yeah. Hey, praise God. He went down to the house of God. Amen. He made his way to the house of God. Thank God for the house of God. Amen. The path concerning our future. 
got to make a decision, you better pray about it. Yes. <laughs> and I mean every decision. Every one of them. I mean any decision. Yes. You better bathe that thing in prayer. Right. You better spend some time on the altar. Stop trying to figure it out. Yep. Stop trying to crunch the numbers and do the math. Yep. Find out what be the most advantageous way of doing things. That is not how the life of faith is lived. Right. When you live the life of faith, oftentimes the numbers won't line up. Amen. Help me, somebody. And I ain't just telling you this because I don't like math. But if you don't want the walk of faith, oftentimes the numbers will not add up. Exactly. God will have you doing something that will not make any human sense. Oh, but if you don't walk with God and trust God and do the will of God, your life will become a blessing and not a burden. Amen. And there's a path concerning our future. That's exactly right. You know what God said about Abraham? I know him. Mm-hmm. I know him. Yeah. And he'll order his family right. Yeah. You know what God was saying to Abraham? I know Abraham. Right. And he'll teach his kids about the house of God. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Praise God. Oh, yes. Number three. Let me look at my watch. Don't look at your watch. Just trust me. Don't look at it. <laughs> look at chapter 13, verse number four. Chapter 13. Verse number four is the next mention of the word altar. Chapter 13, verse number one, and Abram went up out of Egypt. We ain't got time to talk about that, but he got out of he got out of Canaan. Got out of the will of God, found wound up down in Egypt. Right. Huh? Yep. He left the best possible place. The worst. Wound up in the worst possible place. Yes. Don't get me started. Left Egypt. Got out of Egypt. Thank God he went up. Out of, out oh, that's of Egypt. right. Yep. Look where he went. Verse number four. For under the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first, and there Abram called on the name of the Lord. Oh my. Mm. You know why Abraham's praying? You know why Abraham's a praying? You know why he's made another trip to the altar in chapter 13, verse number four? Number one, number one, I said he went to the altar because of a problem concerning his family. Right. Chapter, chapter 12, verse number 7, God spoke of seed and he didn't have any. Right. Amen. Number two, there was a path concerning his future. Yes. In chapter, first, chapter 12 and verse number 8, he was literally at the crossroads, having Bethel on the west and Hai on the east. Right. He didn't know which way to go. He was praying about it, a path concerning his future. Number three, look at this. We've now gone down into Egypt, chapter, chapter 12, verses 10 through 20. Half of that chapter he spent down in Egypt. Yep. Oh, my. Half of the first chapter of his life. Oh, that just hit me real hard right mm. there. Half of the first chapter of his life he spent down in Egypt. What about That's that? the worst possible place. Yes. Oh, my. My, my. But oh, look at verse number 13. And Abram went up out of Egypt. Thank God he went up out of Egypt. His wife and Lot and all that he's had. Thank God. You know how I know Abraham got right with God? Look at where he wanted to go. First place he wanted to go when he got out of Egypt. Yep. Verse number verse number four. Under the place of the altar. Hallelujah. Yep. Under the place of the altar, which he had made there at the first and there, Abram called on the name of the Lord. You know what he's praying about? He's praying number three. There's a pain when there's a pain concerning our failures. Right. You know what Abraham did in chapter 12? He messed up. Yep. He got out of the will of God. I'm talking about the friend of God, the father of faith. Help me, somebody. Tell it. Hey, listen, he, he, he that thinketh he's sad to take heed lest he fall. If you think you're above getting out of the will of God, you're mistaken. Here's three takeaway lessons you've learned from verse chapter number 12. 
Number one, it's not as hard to get in God's will as you think it is. It ought not take 75 blessed fire years for you to sit around and figure out whether God's right, whether God's real. Help me somebody. The first time God ever does is your heart you ought to go with God. You ought not be wasting time over there in some halfway hang-up called Herod. You ought not be wasting time in the of the Chaldees. Tell it. God speaks to your heart. Y'all just do it. Y'all just go. Y'all just jump in there and go with God. It ought not take 75 years. Amen. It's not as hard to get in God's will as you think it is. That's number two, exactly it's right. not as hard to get out of God's will as you think it that's is. That's exactly he right. He got in God's will, verse number five. By the time you get to verse number verse number ten, he's out of God's will. My mind. I've done that five verses later. He's in God's will, and then he's out of God's will. And it's not as hard to get out of God's will as you think it is. Tell it. I think what that prodigal son learned about the far country in Luke chapter number 15. He learned the far country wasn't near as far as he thought about it. Yeah. Tell somebody, they yeah. come up the far country, yeah. but it was one step away. Yeah. They come yes. the far country, giving us, the, giving us the illusion that it was somewhere way off yeah. and somewhere you'll never see. One step, step away. Yes. One decision away. One wrong choice away. step. I like that, boy. It's not as hard to get in God's will as you think it is. Yeah. It's not as hard to get out of God's will as you think it is. Tell it. Here's my favorite one. It's not as hard to get back in God's will as you think it is. Come on, preacher. Come on. Take a lap, honey. Yeah, me too. Hallelujah. I may run the lesson back. Right? Yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
it all to God. Yep. And tell it to God and he'll take you forward. Amen. Amen. He sure will. <coughs> yes, sir. Look at the fourth and final time. Our hero visits the altar. Wonderful. Chapter 13, Man, good. verse 18. Then Abram removed his tent and came and dwelt in the plain of Mamre. Mm -hmm. That word means strength. Yeah. <laughs> and which is in Hebron, which that mean that word means it's a it means association or or fellowship. Mm -hmm. Mamre means strength. Hebron means fellowship. And built there an altar unto the Lord. Here is the fourth. It's not the last time. Yep, yep. <laughs> yep. I can tell you chapter 22, honey. Oh, yes. Huh? We ain't got time to go there. Takes his boy. This is not the final time. This is the fourth time. Yeah. Abraham. Visits the altar. I had a man. I don't like being over, but I dropped that. I don't know who's this. I had a man in the church come to me one time. I was pastor. He said, Preacher, I think you need to go talk to Brother So and so. I said, Oh, yeah? He said, Yeah. He said, I don't know if you've noticed. He said, He goes to the altar every single service. <laughs> He said, it doesn't matter if it's a Sunday morning, a Sunday night, or a Wednesday night. He said, this guy's going to get up and go to the altar every time. I said, is that right? He said, oh, yes. He said, even if you have a special meeting, like a revival meeting, he said, I've seen him on the altar in mission conference. He said, preacher, you need to set up an accounting session with Brother So-and-so, because I think, I think Brother So-and-so got something on him. I said, is that right? I said, no, this is probably why I'm not a pastor. You know, the Greek word evangelist, it just simply means they won't get in the church. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not worried about Brother So-and-so. Not worried about him talking. I said, but you, you know, I've noticed something about you since I've been here. You've never been to the altar. Mm. I said, not, not Sunday morning, not Sunday night, not Wednesday night. Not during special meeting revival, not even mission conference. I've never seen you in the altar. Well, in fact, brother, I'm going to tell you something. I think you and I need to set up a counseling session. I've been in my office about Tuesday night, 11.45. Yeah. I need to talk to you. I think something's wrong with you. Yep. Huh? Yeah. Ain't that what people think? Yeah. See somebody pile up on the altar? Well, let's just do what everybody does. Let's just do it. What's the What in the world? There he is. End of chapter 13, verse 18. Here he is right again. What's all over here? Yeah. I don't watch the Jerry Springer show. I just heard about it one time. 
I don't know what's on the Jerry Springer show. Y'all don't watch that mess, do you know? Shake your head like that right there. Oh, anyway. The struggle tracks in case anybody hears this. I know what he's praying about. He's got something wrong with his family. Well, nine times out of ten, you'd probably be right. Yeah. Not this time. Well. He doesn't know his family. Not that I'm aware. Right. Huh? Something done gone wrong? Sarah went off? Not that I'm aware. I wouldn't blame her if she did, but no. Yep. Not that I can tell about this verse. Well, I think what I think it is probably he's done got himself in a mess again. You know, he's always Abraham's Abraham got a knack for getting in these bad predicaments with these bad people in these bad places. He's probably done got himself in a place. He done got himself in a predicament. He don't know which way to go. Now he's praying about which direction to take. He's always up in there. Always up in there. Help me somebody. Yeah. That's what I bet I bet you because he thought he's gonna do this and now he's doing that. Help me somebody. Yeah. I love it when they go talking about missionaries like that. Mm-hmm. A missionary can change one digit of a phone number on a prayer card and half of America drop their sport. Yeah. Help yeah. somebody. Come on now, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was going to go over here and it didn't work out. Now he's going to go over there. I just don't know if I got any confidence. But well, you better not get You better not look at the Apostle Paul yeah. who wanted to go to Asia and God wouldn't let him. Then he wanted to go to Rome and God wouldn't let him until yep. the end. Yep. Then he wanted to go to Spain. I'm pretty sure he never made it to Spain. Help me somebody. Yep. You better not go looking at Paul because you'll lose all confidence in the Apostle Paul. Right. I bet I know what he's praying about. He's, he's confused again, don't know which way to go. Trying to make a decision here. He's on a, well, you'd be right. You'd be right nine times out of ten, but not here in this text. Not that I'm aware. I know what it is. He's done messed up again. He's done lied. You know, Abraham's got this thing about lying about his wife being his sister. Right. Come here, y'all. That's true. Abraham's got this problem every time he turns, every time he gets in a bad neighborhood, he tells his wife, Don't tell me my wife, tell me yeah. my sister. Yeah. He's probably done he's probably done told a bunch of lies. Huh? Yep. Well, you might be right in some time, but not this time. What's he praying about in verse number 18? Look at look at what the Bible says. Which is in the plain of heaven, in the plain of Mammon, which is in heaven, and they're building off. I can't, for the life of me, preacher, I cannot find out a reason why Abraham is praying Mm -hmm. right here. And so here's how I'm going to say it. I showed you, number one, when there's a good time to go to the altar is when there's a problem concerning our family. Mm -hmm. Number two, when there's a path concerning our future. Mm -hmm. Number three, when there's a pain concerning our failure. But number three, best I can come up with, when there's a pattern concerning our faith. Well, Abraham at this point has now pattern. developed a pattern. I like it. He just instinctively goes to the altar. I like Can you it. imagine God as Abraham's building this altar? Abraham says, God says to Michael, hey, look what there's Abraham. He's down there building an altar. Yeah. He's, he's building another altar. Hush! Let's, let's, let's see what he's, What is it, son? Nothing <laughs> wrong. What do you need, Abraham? What is it, son? I see you down there building an altar. Yeah. Don't talk to me about something. You yeah. just name it. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you name it. You name it, I'll bless you. Yeah. Oh, 
You may, what? Does, is there a king? Somebody do something? Is there a king I need to come down and smack around? Yeah. Somebody messing with you? Yeah. Oh, they, they may touch not my prophets, my, uh, do my prophets no harm. Hey, man. Yeah. They know. They know. Oh, touch not my servants. They know. I need to come down. Name it. What, the, what do you need? Is there something wrong with Sarah? Is there something wrong? With, is there something wrong? Is there something wrong in your family? Is, is somebody? Is a lot okay? Is, is that? Do you need? What do you need me to do? Yeah. And Abraham says, God, I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't need a thing. What about that? You've been so good to me. Just bless you. I, I've got shoes on my feet and I've got clothes on my back. We've got food. You've blessed us. My, my, my. You've been good to my family. You've favored us. I, I, God, I'll be honest with you. I can't think of a single thing that I need right now. Yeah. So what, what are you praying about? He said, I just want to talk to you. I just want to talk to you. Yeah. I just want to make a trip to the altar and just tell you I love you. I know you know it because you know all things, but I wanted you to hear me say it. I wanted you to hear me say it. I just want to talk to you. Did I tell you what that word manly means? It means strength. He's developing strength. Hallelujah. You know what Abraham's doing? Faith. He's got muscle memory. It don't have, hey, it don't have to be drama. You know what? Most people won't come to the altar unless there's trauma or yep. drama. Yep. You don't have to have any trauma in your life oh, to pile right. up on the altar. You don't have to have any drama in your life to want to come to the altar. It don't got to be something wrong, falling apart. You can just come down here and talk to God. You can just come down here and tell God how good a job he's doing at the end God. You can just come down here and tell him how thankful you are of all the things that God's done for you, honey. You can make a trip to the altar and just gain strength. Mammary means strength. Heaven means fellowship. You can gain strength from the fellowship of God. Amen. You know when your prayer life will take off? It's when you get past the place of needing something from you. Yep. I know, I know, I know. We always need something from you. And that's fine. He's fine with that. Yeah. Huh? When you get to the point where you can't wait to get up and talk to him. Yep. And you can't think of a thing you need from him. You just want to hear his voice. Yep. You want him to hear your voice. That's good. You just want to talk to him and you want him to talk to you. Honey, that's called fellowship. That's called fellowship. And you can gain strength from it. Now look at chapter 14. We ain't going. We ain't going. Don't get nervous. I'm done. As a matter of fact, I'm finished. Chapter 14, there was a war broke out. There was a war broke out in chapter 14. Now, what in Abraham's fight? It was a war that was raging before he got there. But he got drawn into it nonetheless. A battle. Abraham had to take 318 of his hired soldier servants. Go down there and fight five kings. Mm -hmm. Get locked back. There was a war. First mention of war yep. in your Bible. Chapter 14. Ain't it a good thing? Ain't it a good thing that the last verse of chapter 13 found our hero yeah. in memory, strength, which is in Hebron, fellowship, on the altar. What about that? Gaining strength from the fellowship of God. Because the very next chapter, that's good. Everything fell apart. That's good. 
everything fell. Did you know there's a war raging? And I don't mean this phony baloney thing going on in the UK and in Russia. I'm talking about a real war. Right. A real war. There's a real war going on. Hey, there's a real war going on. Yep. Right yep. Light versus darkness. Yes. Good versus evil. You're right in the middle of it. You might not like this, what I'm about to tell you, honey. But you are smack dab in the middle of it, whether you want to be or That's not. That's exactly right. Huh? You're in the middle of it, You're in you want it. to be or not. You're in it. And I'm going to tell you this. Let's all stand. Let's all stand. Uh, Brother Josh, can I get the kids come? Y'all, just come on. You might not need to come to the altar right now. What I mean by that is you may not have any problems with your family. You may not have any, any decisions you've got to make about which direction you need to go. You may, not, you may not have failures in your past that are causing you difficulty. But if you, listen, did you know that tomorrow, tomorrow starts a new chapter in your life and it's liable to fly apart tomorrow? One phone call. Oh, yeah. One, one text message. And everything flies apart. And if it all, listen to me very carefully right here is the invitation. If it all falls apart tomorrow, you will be glad that you spent some time on the altar. On the altar today. Yes, sir. Gaining strength. Yes, sir. From the fellowship of God. Father in heaven, thank you for your word tonight. Today. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for the patience of God's good people as we labor together in the scriptures. I pray that you would help us. Give us what we need, Lord. Do what you do. Be who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Preacher, you come on. Give the invitation however you